Hello and welcome to the Genius Podcast. I am your host, Karen Doyle, and I would like to invite you to join me and countless other Catholic women as we not only discover our own genius, but we own it. And then we bring it as a gift to the world and the people we do life with. If you are looking to discover what it is that you are called to do with your life, if you have a dream, but you lack the confidence or the skills to take that next step, or if you just need some great advice on living your vocation as a Catholic woman, then this podcast is for you. The Genius Podcast is part of a bigger initiative for Catholic women called The Genius Project. The Genius Project is dedicated to helping Catholic women discover their unique genius, what it is that they are called to do with their gifts and their life. You might be just out of college or university wondering how you can pursue the things in your heart. You might be a new mum trying to navigate that space between your old life and your new mum life. You may be a career woman who is called to influence culture or a religious sister. Perhaps you are a grandma, a Catholic creative or an entrepreneur. Or maybe you are a woman who is simply trying to find her place in the world. Whatever your story is, The Genius Project has something for you. We seek to build community and networking opportunities for Catholic women to not only grow in their faith, but in the gifts, talents and the desires that God has placed within them. We seek to do this through online courses which explore helping you discover your genius zone, that area where your gifts and strengths come together. We look at business principles, how to get an idea off the ground, how to discern your vocation, and much more. You can check out the range of online courses and resources available for Catholic women at The Genius Project, www.geniusproject.co. Today's guest is Rachel Harkins, Director of the Given Institute in the United States. I am so excited about our emerging partnership with the Given Institute. I'll let her share a bit more about this, but if you are interested, stay tuned because the Genius Project, in partnership with Sisterhood, will be bringing the Given Institute to Australia later this year. Coronavirus permitting, if it doesn't happen this year, it will happen early next year. I know that you are just going to love our conversation. Rachel is a beautiful woman of God with a passion and a heart for women's ministry. Prior to working for the Given Institute, Rachel worked for the Archdiocese of Baltimore for 12 years. She has taught theology courses in Catholic schools and served as a campus minister under the leadership of the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia, Nashville, Tennessee. As you all know, they are huge friends of mine. Rachel is a graduate of the Franciscan University of Steubenville, where she majored in theology and catechetics and obtained her master's in education administration from the John Hopkins University. Rachel is a harpist and she's married to Tony. She has two children and her third child is due in five weeks. So keep her in your prayers. So sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation with Rachel. Oh, Rachel, it is fantastic to have you on the podcast. I'm so grateful. And how amazing is tech? Because it's my morning, but your evening. Right, it is. Over here in Maryland in the United States. That's awesome. What time is it there? It's almost 8 p.m. Okay, so I think we're about 9.30 a.m. So I've just dropped my kids to school and you're just about to go to bed, right? That's right. <laughs> and you are pregnant, like you're five weeks off having a bubble. So you're so good to be doing this in your oh, evening time. You so thank you. Me. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's great. And it's just such a blessing. We connected last year, Jonathan and I and our kids were in the United States on a speaking tour. He's over there quite a bit. And we're connected with yourself and with the Given Institute. And that has been such a joy and a blessing. And I know that we've had lots of conversations over the last few months. And right. Uh, it's just been a real blessing in my life and I'm really looking forward to sharing you with our women in this conversation this morning. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah, Karen, I'm so happy to know you as well. And I'm sure all women know the term kindred spirits, but Absolutely. you and I have one of those relationships. So I'm so grateful to know you. Uh, I know. I feel like I've known you for years and years and years, and yet we've never met in person. So I, know. I was so disappointed because Jonathan was meant to give the keynote at the NCEA convention in Baltimore in April, right. just gone. And I was so excited because you live in Bal- around Baltimore. Yeah. Yes, and so backyard, we, yeah. I know. So we were going to get to catch up and it was going to be fabulous. And then the darn coronavirus came along. So I look forward to the day when we can can do that face to face. But until then, Zoom is a blessing. It yeah. really is. And I'm so grateful that it really has sparked us to continue our conversations Mm. and everyone is becoming so much more comfortable with technology and really adapting our missions as a result. And God is still working powerfully. And I believe you have experienced that and I know we Mm. have a given. So he is blessing our ministries in the midst of all Amen. He does. He brings good. So I just have to be patient and wait for the moment I can catch up with you. (laughs) Moral of the story. Uh, So Rachel, look, I'd love you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to working with Catholic women and really about your passion for empowering Catholic women in the world. Yeah. Well, like I've shared, I live in Baltimore, Maryland, and I grew up here. I am an only child of two amazing, wonderful parents who raised me in the church and also I had a very unique childhood because not only did we go to mass on Sundays but our family also was a part of a charismatic Christian community and so we would go to prayer meetings in the afternoon. So as a child I grew up not only loving the church and loving our traditions but I also grew up really witnessing lay leadership in my own parents and the other uh, lay men and women that committed their lives to this community of prayer and faith and fellowship. Mm -hmm. And that was very impactful as a young person. And when I was 16 years old, I had a really remarkable experience with the Lord. And and it's pretty funny because I had always wanted to be an archeologist. That was when someone would ask you, what do you wanna be when you grow up? (laughs) I would say, I want to find the Ark of the Covenant because <laughs> Indiana Jones didn't find it. So it's my job. <laughs> Get it away, right? And then when I was 16, I went on a leadership training week uh, that was hosted at Franciscan University in Ohio. And I was in the Sacrament of Confession with a wonderful priest by the name of Father Dave Favanka, which mm-hmm. many uh, folks know who he is. He's now the president of Franciscan. Mm-hmm. But uh, he heard my confession, and afterwards he laid his hands on my head for absolution. And when he finished, he said, Rachel, I have a vision for you. And it took me aback <laughs> because I'm 16, right? <laughs> what does that mean? A vision? What do you mean, Father? And he told me that he saw me 
hiding behind a rose bush and that the Lord was asking me to step out and to become a big bright rose on the front of the uh, front of the bush to step out of fear right yeah and so I said okay thank you father (laughs) into the chapel and I say my penance and I'm sitting there in front of the real presence of the Lord in the chapel and just had this uh, dramatic moment of the Lord calling me to himself and asking me to step out in front of the bush and to be a leader for him word. Yeah. So, you know, 16 year old Rachel, um, I, I was obedient and I said to the Lord, okay, you lead the way. And ever since then I have really embraced and sought after his will, but primarily opportunities to evangelize and to share, um, to share his love with others. And so that's really taken me on quite a leadership journey that's now landed me in this beautiful ministry of the Given Institute. And uh, the amazing thing is that it not only has used my leadership skills, but also my passion and my love for serving women. Yeah, and I think that, that has really come to a head in my, my young adult years, you know, in my 20s. But even now, I'm a wife and a mother, and I have seen how the culture and the lies about women have completely devastated so many women around me mm-hmm. and have very lasting results, very yeah. devastating results. Absolutely. And so it has been a real purpose and mission of mine to share the good gifts that I have received. And primarily those gifts are because I love the Lord and I have chosen to follow him and to follow the church's teachings. And it's given me grace. It's given me joy. And I want to share that with other women. And the world says the church hates women, right? (laughs) The world says that you have to be a certain type of woman who often dejects her maternity, right? Who often does not embrace the gifts that God has given us in our femininity, which is the complete opposite of the truth. Absolutely. So happy to be talking to you about Given. Yeah, no, it's great. And the Given Institute is something that we'll talk a little bit more about, but can you just give the women just a very brief overview of it so they understand in light of when we unpack this in our conversation? Oh, of course. The beautiful thing is the Given Institute was founded in 2016 by religious sisters. Mm -hmm. So while I'm a lay woman leading the Given Institute, our origin and our history comes because in the year of consecrated life in 2015, Pope Francis had called for consecrated women, religious, to really take on more leadership roles and ultimately to share what they know and understand and really dive deep into with other women, right, in other vocations as well. So a collaborative group in the United States called the CMSWR, which is the Council of Major Superiors of Women Religious, that's a mouthful, (laughs) that is. (laughs) (laughs) The CMSWR, they answered Pope Francis' call and said, okay, we're really going to do something about this. And so they hosted the inaugural Given Forum, which is a five-day leadership training faith formation event for young adult Catholic women. Mm -hmm. 
And the funny thing is the event, the forum, was supposed to be a one-time thing, right? It was supposed to be in response to Pope Francis' call, let's do this. And the Holy Spirit knew, no, it needs to be. He had other plans. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So the, the great thing is after the forum ended, the sisters in their prudence and judgment they, um, one, are very frugal, so they had enough money <laughs> left over to be able to wow. start a separately incorporated institute, which Fantastic. is now the Given Institute. So myself and my staff, we now run what the sisters originally founded. We have Beautiful. an annual leadership forum in the summer and other programming as well. Yeah, fantastic. And one of the really beautiful things about our connection is just our desire to bring Given over to Australia. And we have we have the Sisterhood National Catholic Women's Conference, which runs every second year. And we were planning on announcing this desire to bring the Given Institute to Australia at the Sisterhood Conference. And it's something that you and I have been speaking about over the last few months and my team here about how we would do that. And that's what we're working towards at the moment. So I'm really excited to share this with the women in Australia because I really believe it's just uh, it's just so beautiful and it's such an anointed movement it's such an anointed forum where it really focuses on what we have to give and I think this whole area of Catholic women in leadership within the Catholic Church specifically is quite a controversial topic and what I see around the world because we travel around the world and we speak is that a lot of the women are focusing on what they don't have, that they can't be priests or they can't do this or this or this. But mm-hmm. I think that we, when we focus on what our lack and we focus on what we don't have to give, we lose sight of what we've actually been given. And this is very much the heart of the Given Institute and, and why I'm so excited about bringing it over to Australia with you. So look, Given is made up of three layers, and this is something I'd really like to focus on in our conversation, is really going through these three layers and unpacking those, because I just love the language that you've put around gifts and talents and service of women in the church, in the culture, wherever we're called to serve. And I think what I love about it is it gives us a scaffolding. It's like a framework that we can park ourselves within and that we can understand. I know many years ago, Jonathan and I studied at the John Paul II Institute in Melbourne, and it was so rich and such beautiful study. But I remember one day we had, I can't remember his name, but he was a moral theologian from Rome. He was over and he was lecturing. Jonathan asked him if it was morally acceptable to own a particular kind of car. So very, <laughs> very deep moral theology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but Olivia Molina, that was his name. And so he gave us an answer which has stayed with me, which I've applied in our education, in relationships, education through Choices Media and and across other areas, that Mm -hmm. he said in life, there are three questions that every human person must ask Mm -hmm. and then answer in this order. He said, number one, we have to ask, who am I? Number two, where am I going? And number three, who will travel with me? And I specifically speak to a lot of people around relationships education and I use these three questions to talk to young people about relationships because if you go to someone to find a sense of your identity, then you can do them and yourself a lot of damage. So I I love the three questions that he says we must ask and answer 
And I think it's the same with your three layers of given that I think we have they to, are very similar. Yeah, yes. yeah, we have to approach these three layers and ask and answer them in that mm -hmm. order. So would you share with us, I guess, just what they are and then let's go through each one and unpack them. Yeah, I'd love to. And even you sharing that story, it immediately reminds me of the book by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Love that book. And I recommend every human being Absolutely. should read that book because that's really where a lot of those questions were so deeply investigated. You know, mm -hmm. a man who lived through a concentration camp and watched around him so many other um, prisoners who ultimately did not make it, right? And it wasn't just physically, they didn't make it, but spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And so much of that was because they hadn't answered those questions of who am I? Where am I going? And they despaired. It was all a difference between hope and despair, mm. right? And I do believe that the message that we bring with Given and also that you do with the Genius Project is that we all have hope in Christ. Absolutely. And if we truly embrace that, we will We'll have purpose and mission for all of our days, right? Yeah. And we want that for every woman. And like I said in the beginning, how many women do we see around us who are despairing, who are burdened, who are overloaded, uh, exhausted, right? <laughs> Amen. And I think we're all, we're all experiencing that a little bit right now Absolutely. in quarantine. But if you truly have your hope in the Lord and you know who you are and where you're going and who's going with you, I love yes. that point. Yeah. Right. Uh, that we all have hope and we all we all can make it. But yeah, I'll share the three pillars of given our three steps towards realizing your gifts and and ultimately activating women. Yeah. So the first step is to receive the gift that you are. The second step is to realize the gifts you've been given. And then the third step is to respond with the gift only you can give. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, thank you. Well, that yeah. the sisters wrote that. <laughs> love it. You know, we, it really has been a work of the Holy Spirit yeah. uh, that they were guided in really fleshing out the heart of woman and what she needs to be able to rest in in the Lord. So mm -hmm. the the first pillar, the first step of receiving the gift that you are, ultimately, I see that as a moment of healing. Yeah, I believe that every woman, just, just like my kind of story of when I was 16, right? And I thought I was on a certain path. It was my will, my plan, right? Yes. And then the Lord breaks in and says, follow me, come to me, right? This is what I'm asking of you. This is who you are. This is who I created you to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so important is for every woman to first take that step. You know, before you start making the big plans, before you are activated and you're going out and going on mission, you first have to receive who you are. Yeah. And that's that you are a unique and unrepeatable creation. Yeah. That it was no accident that you are here. It is no accident the way that you were created, your passions, your dreams, your femininity is not a, an accident. <laughs> no. And how, how hard is that for many women to embrace, right? That yeah. my body is a gift, right? That um, my fertility is a gift. My maternity is a gift, right? These unique aspects to woman mm -hmm. need to be received 
and embraced. Absolutely. And that's, that's the most important first step is to letting yeah. the Lord reveal that to you and really be, be healed of the lies and the wounds that we all experience in this world. Absolutely. Because I think if we go into a mission or into ministry or even into marriage, religious life, whatever wounds that we carry will spill over into our relationships and what we do unless they've been redeemed. And, and I think you're right. And it's so beautiful that we're starting with this, receive the gift that you are, because I think we have to receive our identity and our identity is a gift from God that we are, like you said, a child, but more specifically, we are the beloved daughter like, and he delights in us and his favor rests upon us. And we have to receive that at a very deep existential level. And I think that's a work and it takes time and it's a journey. And God will often use those hard times in our life to level us and to rebuild us. And I think I really encourage women to see, I guess, those areas of difficulty as an invitation to growth rather than an obstacle to happiness think that's really important I also think that if we don't have a secure identity and we do go into particularly ministry or into mission then two things can happen one is that we can draw a sense of identity from the mission which is not healthy because we have to hold it lightly the second thing that can happen is we feel threatened when other people are stepping out or we feel threatened by other people's gifts so to be emotionally healthy and to have an emotionally healthy, flourishing ministry and life, we have to begin here. And I would really encourage every woman, you know, who's unpacking their gifts and who's looking at what are they called to do with their life, go to the Blessed Sacrament, go to adoration, sit before the Lord and ask him to just reveal your identity at that deep, deep heartfelt level because everything flows from that point. It's so true. And I think something very unique to the Given Institute is our relationship and collaboration with all of the religious sisters, Mm. so many different communities. And they often can transmit this um, knowledge and deep love to women of of how God sees them just so powerfully. And I think sometimes that's even just through the simple witness of looking at a religious sister and seeing her happiness, her beauty, which is not what you would see on a magazine cover, right? Absolutely. Wearing a habit. (laughs) (laughs) Form-fitting, right? (laughs) She has no makeup on, you know, she, you can't see her hair, right? It's just incredible. And then the joy. And the beauty. From them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Such a powerful message for yeah. every woman to receive is that, look, she's found her joy in Christ. Christ, yes. You know? Yes. And um, so that's something that we just really are um, grateful for is the support and really the mentorship of all the religious sisters that work with us. Absolutely. Here. And it's so important. I know we've experienced it here in Australia with Sisterhood, our Catholic women's movement, because the Dominicans and the Missionary of God's Love Sisters have formed a beautiful and an integral part of that movement for exactly the same reason. And I think what I've seen over the years is just this complementarity of vocation. And it's like that when we're stepping into our gift, it's not us or them. It's very much we're working together. We complement each other in this beauty that is such a gift. 
And I think you're right. Like I know in my friendship with the sisters, I've really grown in my vocation within marriage, my vocation as a woman. And I know that the sisters have fed back to me that when they come and they're in our home and they're with my family, my husband, my children, that they are encouraged in their religious vocation. Just beautiful. Yes. No, it's so true. Our second theme is that then once you truly receive the gift that you are, you realize your own life is a gift, right? And all of the good things God has given you. Then you take a step further. You dive a little deeper and and say, okay, Lord, what are those specific, unique gifts that just me, my name, Rachel, you know, you, Karen, right? What are those specific gifts that God has given me? And how we help women to realize them and to ultimately um, know those gifts is, is through mentoring. And so we have a wonderful network of Catholic female leaders, both lay and religious, who are paired with the young adult women that come to the given forum. Not only are they there with them during the five days of the leadership training, but they also work with them in a accompaniment year uh, following the event. So on a monthly basis, they meet with their Catholic female mentor who uh, truly helps that woman through a discernment process. And the amazing thing is that the women that we work with, it's so beautiful to see how different we all are. (laughs) You know, that our gifts are so different. Uh, One woman that uh, really have enjoyed watching Flourish this year, her name's Alyssa and she's out of LA and California. And she's an opera singer, right? No. Okay, I'm not an opera singer. That's not, <laughs> you know, but that's her unique gift. Yeah. And what she has um, really believes that the Lord not only has given her that talent, but the desire and the passion to share her music with those who don't have access to the arts and the beauty that um, not that everyone has. So she goes and gives performances in low-income neighborhoods. She also goes to juvenile detention centers and gives performances, truly using her gifts to honor others and bring them closer to uh, the beauty of, of our faith, right? Yeah. And, and it's amazing too, that's not the only thing she does. She also is writing musicals about Old Testament stories. So it's really incredible what we experience and really know that works for each woman is not just that finding out, okay, this is the talent that I have, but when she uses it, realizes it and uses it, she is truly satisfied and personally yeah fulfilled, right? Because when we use our gifts at the service of others, right? Not for our own gain, not for our own a pomp and circumstance, right? Yes. But at the service of others that we truly have a fulfilling life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's huge. I I have seen it in so many women's lives that when they really step into, I like to call it running in your own lane. When you're running in your lane and by your lane. It's not all about you, obviously. It's your lane focused on Jesus. But when you're doing your thing, when you own what it is God's placed within you, you do. All those fears fall away and you don't have a need to compare yourself or criticize others because you're just doing what God's put you on this planet to do. And he can take care of everything else. And I think it's very beautiful to watch, witness, encounter a woman who is living in her lane and she knows who she is in the Lord and she knows what it is he's given her to give. 
Yes. That is so attractive. You're absolutely. absolutely yeah. I mean, I think about my own life, you know, I reflected on um, not just when I was a teenager, but then through my twenties, my young adult years, having Catholic female mentors that I could look up to who are you know, living in their lane, yes. <laughs> you know, really expressing yes. their gifts and using them for others was so attractive to me. You know, yeah. I wanted to be like them and they inspired me to do the same and to push, yeah. push for that. And that's what's so beautiful about what we do at Given is we pair seasoned leaders with emerging leaders. Yeah. So we pair lay and religious uh, female leaders who are seasoned in their vocation, their careers, their, their maternity, you know, whatever it is that uh, God has called them to do, how they're living out their lives. And then we pair them with these young adults, you know, these young women, as they're just starting this discernment process, right? Of what is it that God's calling me to do? And what are my gifts? Yeah, it's so good. And I love that. I'm really excited about the potential for that when we bring given over here, because I think you're right. I know at the sisterhood conferences that we run, we have women, we've had women there that are 16 and we've had an 82 year old woman and everybody in between. And it was one moment particularly was quite profound and, and really touched me was when this older woman, I, I can't say old now because you know, I'm over 40. So we say mature, we're all mature after 40, but this woman, she was in her late seventies actually, and she was really she was really nervous about coming along. And she came, and she sat at the back for most of the conference. And we do put them into smaller groups to discuss ideas and and to network. But at the end, she came up to me. She said, "Thank you so much." She said, "I thought that I had nothing to offer anymore because of her age, and she felt like she just had nothing to give." And she said, "These young women have taught me." that I have so much to give them, like as a spiritual mother, as a mentor. And I know the younger girls were just craving these spiritual mums, these mentors, because they, and I still do, like you look to women who are ahead of you on the journey to say, you can do it, like come this way. This is how I did it. And to share and impart wisdom that we've learned from the difficulties in our life, it's just that complementarity of the ages I think forms a very beautiful partnership between women. And I know these the younger women have been so blessed by the maturity and the mentoring of the more mature women. And the more mature women have really found that they have something to give and that they're wanted and they're needed because they do. They have so much wisdom. So we have this sort of unofficial mentoring that happens through sisterhood. I know in my own life, like I've approached like all the time, women emailing, contacting me over, you know, the 13 years that Sisterhood's been going, just wanting mentoring, whether it's business or setting up something or leadership. And I think for me, that's the heart of the Genius Project is bringing that all together. And so we will also run some online courses to help women and to bring in we call it mental masterminds, where we're bringing in mentors to help them. And I think the partnership between the Genius Project and Given is going to be immensely powerful. I just think, whoa, look out Australia. They're <laughs> going to have all these women unleashed. So true, Karen. And it's amazing you just shared that story of the woman at your conference. I just finished reading Jennifer Fulweiler's new book, Your Blue Flame, just yes. came out weeks ago and she has a chapter where she talks about a, I believe a 95 year old religious sister that she had a friendship with and 
the um, sister, certainly in her um, season in life and state in life, wasn't able to go out and do public ministry like she used to, yes. right? Couldn't um, walk the streets and, and talk with new folks, etc. She really was um, secluded in a way mm. in, um, in the convent. But she tells this story about how she found a, a new passion, a new blue flame, where she would write letters to every person that she had had a contact with that day and uh, thank them mm. and generously give of, of her words of how grateful she was for who they were and how they were using their gifts. So she gives an example of um, the delivery man, she would write him a thank you letter. And if she went to the dentist one week, she would write a thank you letter to the front desk reception hmm. and the dentist and the dental hygienist, right? And the beautiful thing is that she, she shared with Jennifer that she felt that in that time in her life, 95 years old, that she had actually found her greatest blue flame. Really? Throughout her life. But that that was this was her greatest one and her most fulfilling mm. one. That's so beautiful story, right? Of that we have uh, leadership capacity, leadership potential at all stages of, of our, our life. life. Yes, that's really important because you you hear a lot of young people who say, "What can I do? What can yes. I give?" Right? I'm too young. Who's going to listen to me? But yes. you also hear those who are later on in life, those who are retired. But right? well, what can I do anymore? Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And, I just really thought that story was powerful. No, it's beautiful. And look, the other thing I think is really another important point to make is that we're not talking about gifts in terms of big picture necessarily, big platform ideas, because I think some people can look at speakers or authors and think, well, I'm never going to do that. I think what we're actually talking about is how we use our gifts in the everyday now, some people will be called to give witness and to impact on a bigger scale. Um, other people will be called to do that in more hidden ways. But the point is that each of us really comes to realize our unique gifts and, and where the Lord wants us to use those. There's so much in this motivational space, personal development space about find your purpose, find your passion. And there's an element of that that we're talking about, but that's not the essence of what we're talking about. The essence is the Lord has placed gifts within me to give glory to him, to bring about his purpose, to bring a little heaven to earth right here today with the people I'm encountering. How is he calling me to do that? I think yeah. that's a really important distinction to make. That's so true. And I, I also think that's very important for every woman who's a physical mother to hear that as well, because yes. we often hear from outside sources, right? That you can only achieve your true womanhood if you're doing it all, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but hello, the truth is you can't do it all. You can't do it all, right? Like you have to be able to bake bread and run a business and raise children and have a garden, you know? Down that 31 woman, <laughs> I say. <laughs> Right. And um, the, the last pillar of given, which yes. fits perfectly with what you're saying, is to respond with the gift only you can give, yeah. right? Amen. And like the 95-year-old woman who writes the letters or Alyssa, the opera singer, right, is that 
only they can give those unique gifts, right? Mm -hmm. And they are equal in measure, right? Yes. A, a consecrated religious woman, a lay woman, a single woman, a married woman, right? We all have gifts and they are equal in measure. And that's incredibly important. Yes, it is. And, um, something that I, uh, an amazing quote that I love is from St. Therese, and I'm sure you've heard this quote before, but she's talking about flowers, you know, she's yes. the little flower herself, right? Yeah. And I'm just going to read this. It, she said, I understood that every flower created by him is beautiful, that the brilliance of the rose and the whiteness of the lily do not lessen the perfume of the violet or the sweet simplicity of the daisy. I understood that if all the lowly flowers wished to be roses, nature would no longer be enameled with lovely hues. And so it is in the world of souls, our Lord's living garden. Isn't that beautiful? That is so beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. The bouquet of flowers, yeah. the daisy, the rose, the lily, all different, right? But all equally beautiful. And that's what we believe at Given, right? Is that each woman, as she goes through this process of receive, realize, and respond, is that yeah. her response is that flower that has now bloomed, right? Yeah. That it is in full bloom. She is activating her gifts at the service of the gospel. And nothing is more beautiful than a whole bouquet of blooming wildflowers absolutely you know? all different colors all different shapes right yeah i love that i love i've never heard that quote before oh yeah it's oh. just stunning it's beautiful and the other one i love is her success is not your failure mm. and i think that's a really good one because i think as women we get caught in the comparison trap and it's a deadly trap that leads, leads nowhere good <laughs> And it's, it's a real, I think it's a discipline for women to pull themselves out of that. And so my heart is always to try and champion the gifts or the ministries of other people and to really hold whatever I do lightly, because I think sometimes if we get too caught up in it and it comes back to knowing our identity, if we know our identity, then we don't have to, you know, grip things and hold it too tightly because it's something the Lord's given us to do. So he gives and he takes away. So I think I really encourage women to champion the gifts and champion the movements and the ministries of the women around her. I know Renee Doyle gave a beautiful podcast recently where she's saying, you know, look for the ways that you can encourage. And she's a huge encourager. But to really develop a habit and we can grow in habits, we can learn new habits of encouragement. I think when we do that, there's just, there's a real anointing and a grace then that comes to what we do when we hold something lightly and we really empower and celebrate the success and the beauty in others. Yeah, it's true. And, and if every woman first enters into this um, desire to find her gifts and use them, but if she's first realized and received that she herself is a gift yes. and all of these good things are a gift from the Lord, right? Then she knows, she truly knows the depth of her being that her response is an act of thanksgiving, yes. right? It's an act of thanksgiving to the Lord. This is not of my own merits. It's not of my own power, my own knowledge, my own strength, right? That I am simply just using what God has already gifted me and 
giving it back to him, right? Amen. You know, says, much is given, much is expected in return. And I've always uh, really loved that scripture verse, right? Is that we have all been given much. We've yes. been given life right? And so to respond is merely an act of thanksgiving. It's not a competition. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, beautiful. We're comparing, well, she has that gift and she has that gift and this is all I have. No, we all have equal gifts. We all have the gift of life and um, the gift of God's love, right? Yeah. Amen. Rachel, I love that. I think it's just so rich and I really hope and pray the women are blessed by the insights there. And I'd love you to just share a little bit because I know you've got the upcoming online given forum you were going to have the live event and because of the virus that's not happening but we'd really love to share that with the women particularly here in Australia because it will give them a little bit of a taste of what we're going to bring over later this year or early next year whenever we are able to with the, the restrictions and we're really hoping and praying that some of your team will come over when we do launch given here in Australia so would you like to just invite and I guess share with the women your heart and a little bit about this online forum next month. Yeah, I'd love to. We are hosting an online event, A Taste of Given, and it's called Discover the Gift. So just like what we've been talking about, right? Discovering this gift that God has for us. And it's taking place June 10th through 14th. And uh, ultimately, it's the same dates as when we were supposed to all be gathered together in Washington, D.C., but unfortunately, because of Corona, we, we can't yes. do that. So, so we're having an online event over five days, and portions of it will be live streamed, but other portions are accessible at your own leisure, right? Yeah. So we will uh, be sending out a daily email to the women who register so that they have access to all of our programming, which are five keynotes, and they are running through our three themes, as well as casting the vision and activating the network at the end of the five days. They will also have access to beautiful prayer opportunities. So we have uh, Sisters of St. Faustina, the Divine Mercy. Oh, beautiful live streaming a Divine Mercy Chaplet every day for us. So that will be an incredible opportunity. And every night we have different religious sister congregations uh, live streaming praying Compline from their convents. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah, so the opportunity to pray along with the sisters is going to be uh, very unique. And yeah. I powerful despite that we're separated physically ah right? uh, yes <laughs> and also that any woman at any age can attend which is unique because our leadership forum in the summer we do usually cater to young adults only yes. so this is really beautiful that all women can have access to what we've been talking about this whole time about going through this process fantastic. and discovering your gifts yeah fantastic oh god bless you rachel i'm so so excited and i'm really grateful for your time to come on the podcast really grateful for the gift of your friendship and Really excited about the partnership between the Genius Project Sisterhood and the Given Institute. So thank you. I love that framework. Receive the gift that you are, realize the gift that you have, and respond with the gift that only you can bring. If you are interested in the Given Forum, 
please head on over to the Genius Project website under events and you will find the link to register for the forum www.geniusproject.co Following the given forum, the Genius Project will be launching our Genius Mastermind Mentors Program. The Mastermind Mentor Program gives women the opportunity to access some incredible Catholic female mentors and leaders from both Australia and the United States. In these mastermind sessions, we will flesh out your questions, the things that you are interested in. They are designed to provide you with an opportunity to both network with women as well as access wisdom and guidance from seasoned leaders. This is a really exciting initiative of the Genius Project and we can't wait for you to join us. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to find out more, why not head on over to the Genius Project website and check out the amazing initiatives and courses that we have on offer. www.geniusproject.co If you like what you've heard on the Genius Podcast, please share the link with your friends and leave a review. This helps in getting the word out there and promoting the work of the Genius Project. Thanks for joining us. Have a beautiful week and God bless.